Hello, everybody. This is the Conversation Cannabis and Christianity podcast. My name is Miguel Torres, and I'm your host. And this episode is titled Intent Part One. Intent. What are our intentions? What are, are the intentions of others? And what are, more importantly, our own intentions? And when we look at ourselves, intent. Hmm. I've heard some people say, well, how deep do you want to look? And and that kind of implies a, you may not like what you find when you get down there kind of thing. And that's unfortunate because that may be way the way that person understands it. And that can scare some people from looking deeper, from looking deeper. And uh, when I think about intent and this podcast and what we talk about, we talk about all kinds of things, but I'm focusing on cannabis and Jesus Christ right now. You have to look at what is the intent of the marijuana plant when you look at all the things that it can do. Is it just one or is it many things? And when you look at the human body and you see that we have an endocannabinoid system that is responsible for modulating, there's the largest modulating system, excuse me, it's the largest system for, for modulating, oh, I can't remember how I said that, but it's responsible for homeostasis. <laughs> largest modulating system for homeostasis in the human body. That's pretty that's pretty intense. That's a pretty uh it's a pretty big responsibility of the endocannabinoid system. And then you think about the body can make cannabinoids and we can also get cannabinoids from outside sources external to the human body. Plants, vegetation, and that's marijuana. And when you look at that plant and you go, wow, it's full of terpenes and cannabinoids. It has, there's intent. Its intent is to match up with the human body to take care of it. In fact, all mammals have an ECS, endocannabinoid system. And that's pretty interesting. And it's more than interesting. You know, we're going to get, I'm going to get into beliefs and religion in this one too, because a lot of people blame Christianity for the reason, as the reason for marijuana being prohibited in the 20th century. And I understand that, but when you look at, you're blaming a, a, a name instead of, the people working in that name. And maybe that that uh, changes the way you think about things. You know, people doing things in someone else's name. I'll just laugh right at that. Laugh right at that. Leave it at that. Okay. I am going to uh, read because as we talk about Jesus... creator of the marijuana plant it makes sense to give creation the things they need for sustaining life with quality 
with quality. So I'm going to read, um, this is from Mark chapter 9, verse 33 through 50. And it's uh, it's interesting. He covers a lot of stuff. I'm going to start off. I'll start off like this. It says, they came to Capernaum. It's talking about Jesus and his disciples. And the next sentence is written. It says, when he was in the house, he asked them. When he, when he was in the house. Now, there's something to that because some translators, you know, a and the article. Sometimes it's a translator's choice whether or not they use a definite article or not. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's a definite article on purpose. And this one has some meaning to it. I'm not going to go into all that. I'm just saying there's some meaning to it. When he was in the house, he asked them, what were you arguing about on the road? He's talking to his disciples. What were they arguing about on the road? But they kept quiet because on the way they had argued about who was the greatest. They're hiding their intent. They're hiding the intent of their conversation, even though Jesus knows it already. Sitting down, Jesus called the twelve and said, Anyone who wants to be first among anyone who wants to be first must be the very last, and the servant of all. Who now that's uh, that's pretty interesting. Whoever, then he continues, whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. So he's clearing up the intent of who the greatest is, because that's what they were arguing about. Which one of them was, which one of them was the greatest? So he's clearing up the intent of that of that conversation. He's saying, hey, that conversation, not worth your time. So Mark writes, continues, teacher, John said, we saw someone driving out demons in your name and we told him to stop because he was not one of us. Do not stop him, Jesus said, for no one who does a miracle in my name can in the next moment say anything bad about me. Truly, I tell you, anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name because you belong to the Messiah will certainly not lose their reward for whoever is not against us is for us. This is the part where the intent comes becomes even clearer. If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble... It would be better for them if a large millstone were hung around their neck and they were thrown into the sea. That's pretty serious. And he's talking about children. And he's talking about stumbling blocks. And then he continues, If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than with two hands to go to hell where the fire never goes out. And if your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than to have two feet and be thrown into hell. Wow. Getting pretty serious. Because he's saying, if you, if, this is, if you do cause one of these little ones to stumble, this is what you should do. And if your eye causes you to stumble, pluck it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell, where the worms that eat them do not die, and the fire is not quenched. 
Oh, that sucks. That sounds like pain. Now, you don't see people doing that. Because what he's saying is, if you can't keep your hands, your eyes, and your feet from walking towards stumbling blocks and putting them in front of people on purpose, then you should cut off your feet so you stop walking in that direction. You should cut off your hands so you stop putting things in people's direction. He's saying you should cut off your eye, take your eyes out so you stop looking at things this way. That's pretty serious. I'll go back. He says, if anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for them if a large millstone were hung around their neck and they were thrown into the sea. For if your hand causes you to stumble, stumble. That's what he's talking about. Now, the intent. What is the intent of this? Like I said, he's saying, if you can't stop your hands, your eyes, and your feet, from putting stumbling blocks in front of people. That's how you should deal with it. Then he continues. This is pretty interesting right here. Everyone will be salted with fire. Everyone. Then he says, salt is good. But if it loses its saltiness, how can you make it salty again? Hmm. That's interesting. Have salt among yourselves. And here's the intent for the whole passage. And be at peace with each other. Because if you're not putting stumbling blocks in front of people, you should be having more peace. If you're not making a conscious effort to put stumbling blocks in front of people, it's called more peace. It results in more peace. That's interesting. I really like that one. Because uh, people have made Jesus and marijuana stumbling blocks. And <clears throat> I'm going to start with Jesus and then I'll move to marijuana. A lot of people do, and I did the same thing too, think that any way will get you there. And I mean, what I mean by that is any religion, any belief, just be good to people and you're going to get to where you want to go. I can't say that that's not true. I can't say that it is true. But here's one thing, because it's very personal. And that's why I can say that, because it's a personal relationship between each one of us and Jesus. So what that looks like and how that works out for each and every one of us, I have no idea because it's very personal. But when it comes to comparing Jesus to other religions, that's where there's a stark difference. Every other religion requires you to work for acceptance. Hinduism, Buddhism, Judaism, Islam, all the majors, and even the minors too, you have to work for acceptance and for level ups, as they say. It's all dependent upon work. And you hope in your mind that you've done more good than bad. So that way, in the end of your life, you'll get some type of reward. You'll be accepted. You're not really sure between here and there unless you're 
you know, very confident that you're doing more good than bad. That's usually an indicator of the opposite. When it comes to earning your way into blessings and salvation. Jesus says, nobody can earn their way in. Everybody's disqualified. That way, no one can boast about saying, I did this to earn it. You didn't do enough because I did this. Therefore, you can't get in. Denominations that are spread around the world have been set up like this. And that's the difference between who Jesus really is and these denominations, is that Jesus is clear The doing is believing, and the believing changes you from the inside out. That is the difference. He's saying, you can't work hard enough. It's impossible. Go ahead and try. Here's the criteria. The Ten Commandments and all the ancillary laws. Go ahead and try. Because the standard isn't just external. The standard is in your heart and in your mind. It's in your heart and in your mind. That's the negative stigma that's been put on Jesus. People have made him a stumbling block. So that people are now afraid to come to him because they don't want to be judged with a finger in their eye. And that's the exact opposite of who he is. I can understand because I thought the same way too. For a while, too long. And I regret it. I regret the time that I was not trusting that Jesus is who he is, is who he says he is, and loves me the way he says he loves me. And I'm sure that over the decades in the 20th century, in the first two, as we're entering the third of the 21st century, there are many people who regret that marijuana wasn't legal because it could have helped them or their friends or their family members or people they love greatly. A stigma's on marijuana, too. Unfortunately, that stigma has become monetized, right? And it's become monetized. It's not even a joke. It's, it's you got all these different things coming around about marijuana users and stuff like that. It's, it's, it is strange. Some people embrace the stigma, though. That's just it. It depends on your intent. It depends on your intent. How deep do you want to look at your intent? I'll tell you, it's worthwhile to take a deep look. Now I'm going to read Luke 6, verses 43 through 49. This is interesting, because this is about intent. No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. Interesting. Makes sense. A good man brings out good things 
out of the good stored up in his heart. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. A good woman brings good things out of the good stored up in her heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. Intent of the heart. For the, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. Now he's going to show you the intent of saying, if you receive my love for you, it's the best thing you can ever have. They are like a, they are like a man or a woman building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. They are like a man or a woman building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. Talking about intent. Somebody's looking deeper. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house, but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. Without a foundation, because they didn't want to look deep enough. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. That is interesting, the intent that we have in our hearts and in our minds. Peel those layers back within yourself. Because when you start peeling them back for yourself, you start to get a better idea of life. existence, purpose, and meaning, as well as traps because the world is full of stumbling blocks. The world is full of stumbling blocks, but you don't have to stumble over them, nor do you have to be someone who puts them in front of people on purpose. You can make money other ways. All right. Intent, part one. This is the Conversation Cannabis and Christianity podcast. Love you all. <laughs>